Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful, with your host, Ashley Caprice. Thank you so much for subscribing and sharing and liking and making your comments. I really, really appreciate it. Please tell a friend to follow if they have not followed yet, all right? This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today's topic, how to become a successful entrepreneur. We'll get into it right after this. Girls, we run this mother. Two of the most powerful words that you can say to yourself and whatever you say afterwards shapes your reality. So today's I am affirmation is I am focused. Now say it to yourself. I am focused. I am focused on my goals. I am focused on my success. I am focused on my hopes and my desires. I am focused. Sounds good, right? And we all should be focused, but you know, sometimes we tend to fall off. We get a little distracted. But think about it like this. When you're trying to park your car, do parallel parking, you might struggle sometimes, like me. I mean, like the ones who could just easily park, you're dope. Shout out to you. But your girl, takes, it takes me a few tries. Sometimes if I'm rolling with somebody, I'll tell them like, hey, can you can you park my car for me? <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst at parallel parking, but I try my best. Matter of fact, let me side story tangent going off on a tangent. I think it's because I, when I did my driving test way back in the day, I failed my first test because I hit the curb because I was trying to parallel park. And they told me to drive back to DMV and I failed my test. So I had to try it again and I I passed my test the second time around. But ever since then, I'm like super like trying not to hit the curb and do all this crazy stuff with my tires and I get in there most of the time but sometimes your girl has a struggle but anyway when I park my car and like most of you a lot of times we turn down the music we focus on the mirrors we focus on everything in that moment right that's because we're trying to eliminate any distractions while we're trying to park our car The same is true with life. You have to get rid of the people, the distractions in your life that make you not focus. If it's TV, maybe give yourself a certain time to watch it. Maybe turn off your cable sometimes. Maybe just have on Netflix or Hulu so that you're catching a few shows here and there, but you're not watching TV all day. That might be your distraction. My distraction, I think, is social media because you'll look at some gossip and then you're going through the pages to look at the other gossip, see how the gossip connecting is just it's just drama and gossip, right? But it's a good distraction. You get to see what your friends and your family up to, but then you're not focused. So focused, and you attract more of what you focus on. So if you keep thinking about what you don't have and what you can't do, then you're having a negative attitude towards what you want. If you focus on the end result, such as, Say you want your body to look right for the summertime. You want your abs. You want to be toned. You want to be fit. Focus on that end result instead of everything you have to sacrifice. Like, man, now I can't eat my food. I can't eat my chocolate and my bread. I can't do this. I have to work out all the time. Those are the sacrifices that will take you to 
your end result. So look at sacrifices as baby steps to get you right where you want to be. You have to focus on the end result. We worry about how long it'll take, about everything we're going to miss out on, FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Forget all that and focus on how bomb you're going to look for the summer, okay? Focus on that new job you're going to get because you sacrificed some of your time and stayed at work later. You shadowed some people in that department. You learned a new skill to help propel you to the next level in your career. You have to focus on the end result. So write it down. What are your skills? What are your gifts? Focus on them and you'll attract more people that will help support that skill and gift. You'll attract more opportunities that will let you use your gifts and your skills. I've been practicing something lately. Um, I didn't think I was going to talk about it, but why not? Because you're my girls, right? But I, I've been interested in like TV production lately. I have Adobe Premiere Pro on my computer. I haven't used Adobe Premiere Pro uh, in a little while, but now I'm being more consistent with it. Now I'm practicing it. If I have a question, I'm, I'm right on YouTube or Google all day, <laughs> like trying to figure it out because, you know, Google and YouTube answer all your questions just in case you didn't know. So now I'm learning a lot more so I'm th- that I'm prepared in case I get a TV production opportunity. I've been reading up on this and polishing my skill. It's a skill that I've had for a while, but I'm like, okay, I need to brush up on it if that's what I really want to do. If I really want to focus on TV and TV production, I want to know all facets of it. So I'm going to learn as much as I can about it because I am focused. Practice your skill at least once a week. I would say once a day, but you might not have that type of time. But at least once a week, because practice makes perfect, right? Practice it, nurture it, become the best at it. I'm not on the radio right now like I've been for years, right? But I'm still focused in using my skill of speaking on this podcast. So just find other avenues that you can still use your skills, still do the same thing that you love and that you want to do, but in another, in another lane, It's not radio, but it's podcasting. I'm still broadcasting. I'm still talking to the listeners. I'm still getting feedback from the audience. Same thing. So focus more on what you want instead of what you don't want. And maybe you want to open up a new business. Maybe that's your dream. Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur. Well, I have a special guest coming in for some girl talk, and we're going to talk about how to become a successful entrepreneur. Now, this is after you focus on everything that you need to focus on to become this entrepreneur, okay? It's time for some girl talk. I am so excited because I have Miss Sequoia Blodgett on the line. How are you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So let me do a proper introduction because you are all that in a bag of chips, all right? She (laughs) is the founder of Commas. It's a virtual entrepreneurship resource center that provides everything you need to know about product development, marketing, publicity, and fundraising to make your entrepreneurial journey a lot less stressful. She's the host of Commas Radio, which airs on Dash Radio Monday nights at 8 o'clock, and that's a Pacific Standard Time. In addition to running Commas, she also writes tech and entrepreneurship pieces for Black Enterprise. So you do a lot. And that's why I was like, Thank I got to talk you. to her <laughs> to get some tips because I see you doing your uh, Instagram videos. 
and you have a lot of useful tips. So I feel like the women who listen to my show, who's looking to venture off and, you know, become entrepreneurs, that they could get a lot of good advice from you. So welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, me, myself, Sunday nights is lit because I'm watching Shark Tank, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> it's lit, you know, and uh, I feel like a lot of people do and they're inspired and we're looking at these entrepreneurs. They're young, they're old, like 12 years old sometimes, and they're coming up with these amazing business ideas. And we're always thinking mm-hmm. like, dang. I could have done that, or what can I do? How can I become an entrepreneur? So that's what I do want to ask you before someone just jumps out there jumps out there and say, you know, I want to do something on my own. What are some questions they should even ask their self before doing that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to understand what you're passionate about and, like, what skill sets you possess that mm-hmm. you can monetize. So I find that a lot of people are like, oh, this is trendy right now, so I want to jump on that bandwagon, right. and I know I can make money from that, but in the, at the end of the day, it's your business, right? So right. you're going to be excited to get out of bed every day and work on that. Right. So what are you excited to do if you weren't making money, and how do you monetize that? I think that's the best way to figure it out. So what made you want to become an entrepreneur then? Yes. So it's interesting. My journey is all over the place. But um, I started in the entertainment industry. Radio was like my first out of college job. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, I started working in on the visual side. So I started directing commercials and music videos. And I did that for about 10 years. And going through that process, I tried to launch a production company and it was a wash. I did not know how to be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I knew I wanted to. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as time went on and our industry started to get disrupted by technology, I was like, okay, what should I be doing in order to understand that space? And then that led itself to tech entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to Silicon Valley and dove head first into tech entrepreneurship, but understanding that when I went out there, that there was a support system. So I went through this program called Draper University, mm-hmm. and essentially it was a seven-week entrepreneurship boot camp. So imagine getting your master's in like seven weeks, wow. right? <laughs> yes. So from there, I developed an app or a platform that basically I wanted to keep people in relationships because I was like, there are tons of apps that put you in relationships like Tinder and Bumble and all these things, mm-hmm. but who's keeping you in them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was like my idea going out into the world of entrepreneurship. So launched that platform, got it venture backed by a billionaire venture capitalist named Tim Draper. He's basically a tech titan. His great grandfather started venture capital in Silicon Valley. Nice. So that was just like my overview of, of understanding entrepreneurship from the venture capital side on the technology front. Wow. Girl, you are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a hustle, trust. (laughs) But I I like that you said you went to a boot camp and everything. So what are some ways that people can invest in themselves? I feel like some people want to go through like the free route and not invest in themselves. Or they yeah, talk about it. How can how can how should people invest in themselves? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the free route costs you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the that's the thing people need to understand. When you go the free route, it actually ends up costing you more because it costs you more time, it costs you more energy, it costs you more effort because you're consistently trying to learn on your own. So you're pulling videos from like YouTube and you're like watching seminars and like you're onboarding onto Instagram 
lives and you're like, oh, I'm going to learn this. And no, mm-hmm. you really need a coach to understand like the dynamic and really my company. So my first company failed. It wasn't it was profitable, but not to the point of scale, the mm-hmm. amount of money that we had in, in terms of investment and catching up and making sure that we're able to kind of run a business that wasn't happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I literally had to go back and like learn the world of business because it's getting an investment and learning business are two very different things. Mm-hmm. And so going through that process and understanding business, launching my second company commas, I had to hire a coach because I was like, I understand the dynamic of growing a company, but there's so many details that I don't know. And by hiring a coach, we were profitable instantaneously. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just pay somebody who already knows the information. (laughs) That's the easiest route to go. I hear you because, okay, so then that was a word for me as well because I was just talking about on um, this podcast about – you know, Google knows everything and YouTube knows everything. You know, here I am trying to teach myself everything. And Sequoia's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need a coach. You need to go to classes. You need to go to a boot camp. So I hear you. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Uh, but I mean, this is it, everybody's business is different, right? right. So the thing is, you're going to hear notes from somebody that are general. So mm-hmm. you need something that's niche down for you, like what works very specifically for your business. Mm-hmm. And then that's what you need to apply. And Google and YouTube and all that stuff, although great resources, aren't going to niche that down for you. Absolutely. So you say you did have a business and it failed. How do you mm-hmm. – That I feel like every entrepreneur, like all the sharks on Shark Tank say, you're going to fail. You know, uh, uh, Michael Jordan says – you know, there's no success without failure. So how yep. do you get through your failures? How do you deal with failure? You know what's interesting? So when I worked in entertainment, failure was looked at as a negative, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you're only as good as your last job. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like this whole stipulation and narrative was presented around failure. So when I moved to Silicon Valley and went through the process of building my first venture, they embraced failure like massively. I remember talking to my first investor And we're sitting down and he's like, yeah, you know, if you fail, you you just iterate, you pivot, you learn from those ideas. And I'm Mm. like, what? Mm. And that like little itty bitty mind shift, like although like minor in your mind Mm. is major, right? Because Mm. once you understand that failure is actually not a negative and it's a positive and you're actually just learning from these failures and then you're building based off of your learning – then you're like, oh, snap, like failure is fine. Right. You know what I mean? So going through that process and failing was actually a really good thing for me because it made me understand, one, how to create a business that's profitable. And two, when I went through my second go-round, it was much quicker to mm-hmm. build a business. Um, and then I just launched another company that's not fully launched yet, but we just kind of inked in our partnership. So building out companies now for me is a no-brainer, whereas I had to go through that process and learn. You know, so I equate failure to learning, to be honest. Absolutely. It's just like life. You know, we all go through mistakes. We all have our ups and downs. But it's like what you take from it, what you learn from it, that makes you better for the next time around. You become wiser for the next time. And so that's the same in business. It's true. And so you said it was like a mind shift. Yeah. Because on this podcast, I'm always talking about like self-care and healthy, like mental health and everything How do you keep a successful and healthy mindset when there are a lot of ups and downs in business and becoming an entrepreneur? 
Yeah, that's what those coaches are for. <laughs> like, yeah. I hit my coach and I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, yeah, you just do this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's important. I think for our community especially, you know, it's important to invest in a therapist. It's important to invest in a coach because you don't know what you don't know, right? right? And so when I get stuck, it's like, it doesn't make sense for me to try to unravel the stuff because I'm stuck. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So how can I unravel it if I'm the person that's stuck? Right. So I think that's what people have to understand is, like, I can easily guide you because I coach, you know what I mean? So I can easily guide you to a profitable business profitable business I can easily coach you and mentor you because I know how to unstick you but I don't know how to unstick me because I'm the person that's stuck you know Mm -hmm. so hiring the coach a therapist is I think imperative in terms of your mental health and your self-care wow wow that is important I feel like a lot of people have been speaking on mental health lately and having like therapy like that's something you really need just personally and professionally a lot of times just to make sure you're you're good and in a healthy mindset to get to the next goal that you want to achieve. So that's yeah. Real. I tell people all the time. I have everything. Like I have a relationship coach, a therapist, a life coach, a financial advisor. There's somebody for every part of my life. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> I am not playing in these streets. Like for real. That is so good. You're so prepared for every single thing. <laughs> everything. The thing is I'm not right. So, <laughs> Because I don't have the answers, I'm like, all right, all right, I'll call this person. I'll call that person, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we don't have all the answers. And I think that's where we get stuck is we try to solve for things that we don't know how to do. And yeah. then we just end up wasting a bunch of time and ultimately money. So I'm like, why don't you invest that money up front and pay those people so then you don't waste the time and money on the back end? That's very smart. Yeah, because we try to go through life just thinking we know what to do and then you got to clean up all that mess and like you said it just takes more time to clean it up than to just be proactive and be prepared and have a coach for everything in your life (laughs) to to help you with what you need help with so that's very smart of you uh were there unexpected problems or what are some unexpected problems that people face but they don't think about when starting a new business Oh, my God, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have problems every step of the way. Yeah. I had so many problems. I mean, even with 7 a.m., my first company, like, trademark issues with somebody having mm. the trademark already using it in perpetuity in another state, which I didn't understand, like, the jurisdiction of a mark because she didn't file it, but mm. she was already using it, so she already had basically jurisdiction over it. So mm. I ended up creating this company, and then – bada bing bada boom finding out that she had the mark and then having to go back and like file a whole day which cost me a bunch of money right so there's so many things that'll pop up that you are because you don't know Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's not even like it's not even like you go in and and these things like you're failing and then you know you just don't have the answers because this is the first time you're doing it so that's the thing is everything's going to go wrong. Like be prepared for everything to go wrong. <laughs> like, that's the best way to put that. So with your first business, did you try to do everything yourself? And then that's what you learned? Like, okay, no, I need a coach for everything then. Right. So with my first business, I tried Like, it was interesting too, because my business was in the wellness space. Mm-hmm. So my co-founder was a coach, a relationship coach. She just wasn't a business coach. Got it. <laughs> so that was interesting because going through that process, I'm I'm the type of person I think a lot of us in our community we're like hustlers, right? Yep. Like we're natural natural hustlers. 
So we want to get things done. So we're going to try to do it and try to do it and try to do it. And we're pounding our heads against the wall. And we're like, no, 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 we're going to get it done. It's fine. It's fine. Like, we got this. We don't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, there's many times when we don't have the answers. And so for me, going around this second go-round, being in a, a environment where people had a very different mindset, like I watched my friend Danielle Leslie basically generate $4 million in revenue over the past, what, two years at max, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because that's a whole different mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to go hire certain people to understand how to do that. And then I have an accountability business partner, and we get on the phone, and she's like, oh, I'm hiring a coach. And I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So just understanding that people who are successful have coaches that are making them successful. They're not out there just, you know, learning from their own mistakes, and that's it. Like, people are guiding these processes, and that's what we don't see. That's exactly right. I was just about to say we don't see that because we see so many successful people, especially on social media, because everyone wants to show, you know, how successful they are. But a lot of people mm-hmm. are not showing how they got there or who's helping them get there or the coach that's helping them get there. So I like that you are speaking up about that, saying, like, no, I had help. And it's from these people and I have a coach for everything. And that's why you are successful. And a lot right. of people have a team around them, but we usually only see the one person, like the spokesperson right. of whatever business it is. But we don't see all the other people that contribute to whatever business or idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how can people test their idea, their business idea? Yeah, so you basically want to validate your market. So the thing is, a lot of people, and this is this comes from an insecurity in a lot of cases, right? It's like you're very passionate about a product. Mm-hmm. So you build out your product, but you don't want to talk to the customer, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's because you think people are going to reject the product. You think they're not going to like it, et cetera, et cetera. You got to talk to the customer first. You can't build the product first because what happens is when you build the product first, you don't know what problem you're solving and who you're solving it for, right? right? So if I have an issue like, you know, with 7 a.m., I'm like, okay, I'm having relationship issues, so I'm going to build out this platform to help people with relationships. Well, I don't know how many other people have these same issues. I can assume that they do, but I don't actually know, you know? Mm -hmm. So going out and talking to the customer they're going to tell you very specifically what the issues are that they're experiencing, right? Mm-hmm. And you get enough data that shows that there's enough of that issue across the board that you can solve for, immediately you have a customer base. So essentially they're helping you build this product. And when you launch, you have a customer base to launch to because you've already spoken to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a way to kind of basically save yourself a lot of time and headache versus like building a product first, going to market with the product, and then hoping – you know, somebody will purchase and they're like, well, we don't want it. And you're like, wait, but why? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, this works for me, so it should work for everyone else. Like, right. why not? No. We're not? We're not all monolithic. We're definitely not all the same. <laughs> exactly. Like, even with building this podcast, Girl Before Go Girl, it was something I'm passionate about. Not not so passionate, but I love throwback hip-hop and R&B. So my mm-hmm. podcast was going to be all about Uh, Caprice classics and talking to these throwback artists and this and that and then I talked to my friends who I guess for a product would be like my customers and asked them you know what do you think of when you think of me you know and before I built this podcast and they said oh you're Mm -hmm. all about women empowerment and sisterhood Mm. and I was like oh yeah that is a part of me too but (laughs) like no one cares like me about throwback hip-hop and R&B that much that's just something that's fun but what's more fulfilling to me is encouraging other people 
and having real conversations with people and like uplifting women. And so because I asked my friends that they were like my customers, then they were telling me the real about me. So then I was able to put out this go girl podcast instead of something about nineties, eighties hip hop artists, which some people are checking for them, but not really, you know? Right. So that makes sense. Imagine you go out and build out this whole nineties and eighties hip hop (laughs) podcast and Mm -hmm. you go to market with that and you're putting out all these episodes and you're like, why is only one person viewing it? Right. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. So test your idea. People talk to people, talk to customers and, and try to see, if it's something that you should put out before you, you know, waste all your time on it. And I want to ask you, because um, some people go hard or go home when it comes to the entrepreneurship space. They want to quit mm-hmm. their job and then, mm-hmm. you know, focus on their business. Should someone do quit their job? No. <laughs> and this is why I say this, is because that's your lifeline. Like, I don't believe, like, I still have a full-time job, and I have two companies now, right? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that you need to be on a ramen noodle diet, like, especially when you get to a certain age. Like, that's yeah. not cute, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool when you're in college and you're, like, right out of college or whatever. If you didn't go to college and you're, like, super young and you're like, oh, I just want to be an entrepreneur and try it because you have – your parents to fall back on. You have a couch to sleep on, those things, right? Mm -hmm. But when you've gotten to a certain age, quitting your job and jumping headfirst into entrepreneurship just does not make sense because you have bills to pay. You have things to do that you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. So for me, I say do this. Make sure you have a savings account, an emergency fund, Mm -hmm. and you have at least three months worth of savings in there, right? And you start to build your company while you're at your job, right? right? Mm-hmm. And as you're building your company while you're at your job and you're starting to see profit, so you're starting to monetize a company, then you, and you know that you can actually make a living by, you know, taking a salary, drawing a salary from that company, or if you're a tech startup, fundraising or whatever it is, just make sure that that job is your cushion to transition. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's like jumping out of a pair or a plane with no parachute versus, like, having a parachute. Right. Like, keep the parachute. <laughs> right. That's my, my, my advice for that. Keep your cushion and, and be a little comfortable <laughs> because yeah, it would be very yeah, stressful. Definitely. I mean, for me, I like I said, I have a full-time job still, and I have two companies, and I'm totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. So be like, if your company isn't supportive, like in my case, my company is very supportive of entrepreneurs working at the company. So it's not weird for them because a lot of us have other things going on. But if your company isn't supportive, then moonlight at night, you know, find yourself like three or four hours after you get off work to work on your company and then, you know, slowly make that transition. But I do not believe in like cutting it without you know having that cushion yeah because we you know we see that all day every day especially in entertainment a lot of people are like i came out here with five dollars and just Mm-mm. my try <laughs> get a job <laughs> right get a job just five dollars you know and why? it's I'm gonna, gonna work why. because okay from experience coming out and working in entertainment and not having a, a cushion mm-hmm. um when i was directing you were always struggling Right. And because you're struggling, struggling equals desperation. So now you're operating out of desperation and people know when you're operating out of desperation and they don't want to work with you. Right. So what happens is you're consistently trying to knock down these doors. You're consistently calling, you're consistently bugging somebody. 
because you need a job, you need a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. And so it actually draws their energy away from you, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to be the person in power. Like you want to always have the control of the situation. You don't ever want to feel like you're desperate because ultimately you're not going to get the results that you want anyway. Got it, girl. I'm writing this down right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, so what would you do differently like you're very successful now you've talked about a couple of your failures talked about some things from um, being in the entertainment space and now moving to tech and doing your own thing entrepreneurship what would you do differently what would you tell yourself when you were first starting some of your businesses um I would say definitely having a job like we were talking about before Mm -hmm. having that cushion would have been something that I would have done differently versus like struggling throughout the entire process. But I think understanding now where I am, it was all a learning process to get me to where I am today. Because what's interesting is now that I have gone from entertainment to tech, a lot of people are leaving, not necessarily leaving, but a lot of people are multifaceted where they are in both uh, mm-hmm. verticals, right? So I'm experiencing a lot of people that I had experienced in the entertainment industry now being in tech. Mm-hmm. So it's actually all come full circle. And so a lot of those relationships have regurgitated themselves and like presented themselves again. And now I'm in a very different position. So I think that that entire path for me was just a learning experience to get me to where I am today. Like I said, if I could have done it differently, I definitely would have had that cushion going into it. But like I I don't regret anything that I've done. Absolutely. And like you said, it makes you who you are now. So you're much wiser moving forward. And every single step in life makes sense. I always tell people that like everything makes sense. Just have to look at it from, you know, be open with it and learn the lesson or else you will go through that same test until you learn the next lesson, you know. So uh, one of the last questions, what is the commas club? I was all up on your website. You got a whole thing going on what's the commons club yes so we're a virtual entrepreneurship resource center for the entrepreneur who's just getting started so you can avoid all the mistakes that i made (laughs) (laughs) so essentially we help you understand how to validate the customer how to target the correct customer understanding the problem the solution to the problem how to go to market Mm -hmm. creating a minimum viable product so like that's like a very scaled back version of your product because a lot of people think oh, I have to build this, like, incredibly, like, thought-out product in order to go to market, which you don't. Mm -hmm. You initially just need to solve the customer's pain point in the, like, most minimum way possible. And so as you start to solve the customer's pain point and they start to pay into that, then you can build out a bigger solution. Mm -hmm. But, like, what's the minimum viable product that you can solve the customer's pain point with? So that's what we teach you how to do. And um, basically, it's a membership. So there's a couple tiers. You can have a general admission membership, which is essentially you're getting all the documentation. It's showing you exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. Or you can have a VIP membership where you meet with the group once a month and you meet with all the other entrepreneurs. It's a lot of phenomenal entrepreneurs on the platform. So we kind of give it each other advice as well as getting advice from me in terms of where your business needs to go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the platform I built out to kind of help the entrepreneur get to where they need to go. You go, girl. So how can people follow you? Yeah, I'm really on IG a lot. Like I kind of live on IG. So the easiest way is to go to Sequoia Blodgett. It's S-E-Q. U-O-I-A-B-L-O-D-G-E-T-T. 
So that's my full name, Sequoia Blodgett. And then that will take you to commas and everything else that I'm working on. Yeah, because I was stalking her, you know. So she has a couple pages and (laughs) (laughs) pages look great. And she gives a lot of good tips. So be sure to follow her Instagram and uh, get some tips on entrepreneurship or anything. You give a lot of good tips on even just how to lay out your social media for um, people who's starting a business. I, I saw something like, oh, you know, a color pops on your page type of thing like mm-hmm. have different little things for your social media so she gives all the tips and tricks so be sure to follow her and sign up for the comments club if you want to become an entrepreneur and not have to go through all these trials and tribulations she'll help you get there so sequoia thank you so much for coming in and having some girl talk it's now time for some music motivation motivation If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready in a real way. You know, that's from our West Coast mentor, the anthem, If You Stay Ready by Sugar Free. And from the Def Jam, How to Be a Player soundtrack. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready in a real way. Now, we've been talking about business and being focused all day. And it's true, right? If you stay ready and you're focused on your skills and focus on these new goals and tasks, your to-do list, everything you need to do to become a successful entrepreneur or a successful woman in any business, you got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. You have to be ready when that opportunity comes calling. If your company right now posts a, a position that you've been looking at, are you ready for it? In radio, I wanted to be a producer at one moment, and and I prepared for that by shadowing the producer On my off time. So when that opportunity was available, the program director of the station came to me and asked me, like, hey, would you be willing to do this job? Of course. Yes. Because I was ready. They came to me because they knew I was ready. They could see that I was practicing. They could see that I was becoming a better, well-rounded, valuable employee, and they could hire me for this other position. Stay ready with your fitness so you don't have to get ready. Summertime is right around the corner, right? I mean, I'm still a little flabby. Got a little jiggle that I'm trying to work on. (laughs) But if I stayed with my New Year's resolutions like everyone does, New Year's resolutions going to get fit this year, right? If I stayed ready and continued not eating uh, so much bread or sweets or pasta or anything like that, then I'd be summertime fine today. I still got a couple more weeks, so I mean, I might be ready. But a lot of times we we see the sun coming out and we're like, oh, dang, you know, I should do some sit-ups right now, you know, or you got a vacation coming up, right? In a week or two. Dang, let me um, do some planks real quick. Let me stop eating for like two weeks so that I'm ready for my bathing suit photos for the pictures I'm going to post on Instagram, living my best life. But how about being just more, just a little more consistent every day or every week so that you don't have to do crunch time? I work well under pressure, so ain't no thing but a chicken wing for me. Like, if I'm going on vacation next week, I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Let me go on this detox real quick. Let me diet real quick so that, you know, I feel good and look good. But that's something that should be a lifestyle change. Just got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. I'm preaching that to you, but I'm also preaching it for myself. Stay ready in self-love so you don't have to worry about it when you think you find the perfect partner for you, right? But you're like, oh, I am not ready because I have other people that I'm dating. 
I am still trying to figure this out in my life. I'm still trying to become uh, more positive in my thinking. I'm still trying to be more God-fearing or whatever your goal is for yourself to make sure you are healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Whatever it is for yourself, be that right now. Get ready right now. Stay ready so that if this perfect man comes into your life, that you're still ready for him or her. You don't have to get ready. You already know what you want. You're going to attract this partner because you're already full of self-love and grace and positivity. So then when he comes around, he feels like he got a winner. And then you don't have to go through so much stuff in your relationship because you know who you are. And hopefully he knows who he is. But if not, at least you know who you are. So you're just ready. Just like India Ari, I am ready for love. She knew she was ready. She's like, I don't care. If it's, you know, some ups and downs, I'm ready for all of that. So stay ready so you ain't got to get ready in a real way. Write down some ways you need to stay ready. I know right now I need to be ready for some business opportunities and ready financially for some goals that I have for this year. So that means maybe not. I I told one of my friends last week she's into finance and I told her like, Girl, I was about to go to the store just to buy me a bottle of wine for my Friday night chill. And I didn't because I'm like, do I really need this? So I saved me some money and some calories. <laughs> she takes back some some clapping emojis. But it's like you really have to figure out what you want to stay ready for. Be consistent and have self-discipline. We've done that. I am affirmation, right? I am disciplined. That's the affirmation I'm living by for this whole year. So stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready in a real way. Now it is time to celebrate. I have to give a Go Girl Woman Crush Wednesday shout out to the queen of soul, Miss Aretha Franklin, on becoming a Pulitzer Prize winner. That is a little pop, pop, pop. (laughs) She was awarded a special citation prize for her indelible contribution to American music and culture for more than five decades. This is pretty historic because it was the first time that a woman artist received a special citation in Pulitzer's history. So give it up and you go, girl. You go, girl. To Miss Aretha Franklin. I love her. You know, I, I felt like she was one of those artists that, like, Aretha Franklin doesn't die, you know, and... Sadly, we lost her last August to pancreatic cancer, uh, but she just always has such soulful music. I remember performing her songs at karaoke. I sounded horrible, but you know what? It wasn't about me. It was about Aretha Franklin, just amazing voice, so much soul, inspired so many artists today. She She's powerful with her words. She's powerful with being a diva, knowing what she wants singing about that, and just being an overall woman. So I loved her. I used to call her Auntie Aretha. Not that I've ever met her, but just that's what I looked at her as, like Auntie Aretha. I did see her perform live one time. Honey, incredible show. She went back, made some costume changes and everything, and came out and singing like she never missed a beat. So she was the first woman admitted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and has 73 songs cracked the Billboard Top 100. You go, girl. You go, girl. Her niece said that Aretha continues to bless us with her music and just paving the way for women going forward. It's thrilling. She would be so happy right now. She was just very gifted and talented, and the world is still recognizing that. 
That is so true. So rest in peace to Aretha Franklin. But as you can see, her music and her legacy lives on. And that's what it's about. Love her. Well, that wraps up this show of Go Girl because women are powerful. Hope you have an amazing week. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can listen to all episodes on ashleycaprice.com. Of course, you can also find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure to tell a friend all about it. Uh, I really appreciate the comments. So many people have come back to tell me they were taking notes for some episodes. They uh, really take it in. They do their affirmations. So I love all the positive feedback. You know, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So hearing uh, positive reinforcement means everything to me. It means I'm doing my job of serving others and really what I want Go Girl to be about, which is helping women uplifting and inspiring and and celebrating women so i love you and i thank you for listening i'm about to go but remember i am focused you go girl